celebration, not resignation. I've talked about the benefits of getting outside for my walk and talk meetings or just simply walking, a benefit that I'm really noticing and it really changes my mindset. A really good example is the other day I was doing some more sort of detailed, more technical work on my laptop all morning and it was important and I needed to do it. But when I went for a walk at lunchtime, my perspective, it widened. It shifted from something that was perhaps more operational thinking to strategic. One area of strategy I've been thinking a lot about recently is workforce turnover. Right now, there is a buzz phrase around this. It's called the great resignation. I'm going to confront this here because it's getting a lot of attention right now. And for good reason. If you haven't come across the phase yet, the Great Resignation, it refers to reported increases worldwide in the number of people quitting their jobs during the pandemic. They're either moving to similar jobs elsewhere or sometimes switching careers altogether. According to some reports, resignation levels are well above average and predicted to rise further as and when the pandemic comes to an end. As a result, workforce experts are starting to look at this trend much more closely. A big theme in the discussions is mental health and well-being. The pandemic has been with us for nearly two years, and in that time, it's driven us to work harder than ever. It's made many people reassess their career paths and work-life balance. This reassessment can be hugely positive. But as the saying goes, you can't make an omelette without cracking eggs. Big changes involves disruption, and in some cases, that's resignation. In our case here at NHS Professionals, we've had to sprint to get thousands of extra healthcare staff onto the front line. We've also accelerated other major work streams. We're proud of what we've achieved and we remain positive. It's what we're here to do. However, I can't pretend it hasn't been tough and there remains much work to be done. We've done our best to look after our teams during this exceptional period, but I think the pandemic has certainly had an impact. We're seeing some resignations, more than I would like, and this is something the board and I are looking at very closely. As ever, we're committed to keeping our people and teams positive and with us for as long as possible, through the good times and the bad. So what can organisations do to retain their best people in this period of turbulence? I think there are three key elements to this. The first, you'll guess it, flexibility. Ensuring staff have the flexibility built into their roles brings big benefits. By more flexibility, I mean giving conscientious staff the option to flex their working days, hours, locations and setups so they achieve a healthy balance between life and work, while still maintaining clear boundaries between the two. I also mean providing lifelong career paths and quality learning opportunities for people who wish to work flexibly. One of the main upsides from the pandemic is that there's now much more attention on flexible working. It's becoming clearer to everyone that workplace flexibility will attract and retain the best people. I read an article the other day that talked about creating a new culture of individualised working conditions. And I think that's right. The second key is mobility. This is about creating opportunities for staff to make meaningful progress within the business. Of course, internal promotion and change opportunities come up quite naturally in an organisation. You could argue it's built into the system already, but I'm talking about much, much more proactive approach as we come out of this pandemic. This is where leaders can really take responsibility for setting up creative professional development programmes for their teams, along with their high quality internal career paths. This applies to organisations with members too, just like NHS professionals. It's normal for people to want to move on sometimes, but ideally, we want to keep their skills, 
talent and experience with us for as long as we can. We should aim to protect our corporate memory by setting up ways people can exchange and share their knowledge within the business so that it stays there. We certainly don't want our best people to leave because they felt let down by the lack of opportunity. They should leave on a high and not under a cloud. For me, the ideal state is to create a culture which champions flexibility and mobility and supports staff asking for both of these. If organisations can achieve that, then I think they can slow down the resignation rate and normalise turnover to pre-pandemic levels. My final key ingredient to staff retention is energy. For me, positive energy in the workplace is such a precious resource because as long as you have it, you can make progress. When good people leave your organisation, they can take some energy with them. And in theory, the organisation can feel weaker. But it's worth remembering that energy flows in as well as out. New staff usually bring a powerful wave of creative energy with them and it brings real strength and opportunity. This is one reason why it's so important to properly welcome and onboard new people as they join you so that we can fan the fire of that enthusiasm. We then need to go on supporting them with health and wellbeing resources so they burn bright and don't burn out. The Great Celebration It remains to be seen whether turnover rates will climb further this year. As some predict, my own feeling is that we should act now. We shift the focus from resignation to celebration. We need to make sure we have the right culture, plans and processes in place to truly celebrate our people and their skills so they feel value, they grow with the business and they stay on board. By celebrating our teams consistently, we'll better prepare for what comes our way in the years ahead.